Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Legacy Heating and Air Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. Yes, our quarterbacks just want some love, and maybe the quarterbacks on USC too. Also, today, your Fighting Irish take on their arch rival, the Trojans of USC. The quarterbacks on both teams just want that little love. Notre Dame's definitely going to use two quarterbacks. Who knows? Maybe we'll see three. And USC may play two quarterbacks today also. It's going to be a crisp, cold fall evening. Without wind chill, it's going to be about 45 degrees at game time. So this is just what we want. Yes, Vince is clapping in the background. That's what all <laughs> fans want for the USC. Let's put some cold on those guys. After a bye week, Notre Dame takes the field probably as close to being a healthy team as they've been since the start of the season. There's high hope that the last game maybe saw the solution to the O-line problems, at least maybe rectified to a certain extent. This would be the game to show up because it's going into the second half of the season. Today we're going to talk to a bunch of, maybe a gaggle of former Irish players to get their take on the 2021 team, plus share memories and stories from their careers at Notre Dame. Joining us today will be Ross Browner, Eric Pinnock, Rick Meyer, Ron Goodman, Randy Payne, Willie Townsend, and there's more, more, more. And we're going to get a report from our doctor, Brian Radigan, right here on the campus. And we're going to do another put me in coach and keys to the game. But first, you can clap even louder than he was clapping softly. For my co-host, Vince D'Addario, good morning or afternoon. I still can't get used to that. I know, right? It's 2 o'clock. It's the afternoon. We We had a whole morning. Of just like, you know, twiddling the thumbs, watching a little college football, getting some yard work done, you know, because now it's time to focus on Notre Dame USC. Biggest, hey, it's the rivalry game, right? This is the only rival on Notre Dame's schedule this year, too. That's right. We missed them last year. Regardless of what the trees out in California say, they're not a rival of Notre Dame. It's USC, (laughs) Notre Dame, biggest rival that they've got, only rival on the schedule. This is a big game, big night game at Notre Dame. I'm looking forward to it. And it's been going on since Newt Rockney took the train out to uh, Los Angeles in the early 20s and stuff, too. So. And thank his wife because she wanted a vacation out there. So that's you why they it. picked up this game. So, you, you know, it. Bonnie uh, Rockney, she's the one, man. She started it back in the 20s. So here we are. Women power, women power. Hey, real, <laughs> real quick, tell our listeners some of those close game scores that are up there right, right now. Well, uh, you've got 10 nothing, right? you got Kansas over Oklahoma last time I checked. Yes, beat them, got- beat them. 13-10 Cincinnati's over a one and five Navy team, and Navy's driving. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're on their they're on the uh, Cincinnati side of the of the field, so they're driving. They're eating up clock like they do, and uh, I, I'm loving every second of it. I'll tell you what, Tim. You got it, man. You ready to go? We got a lot of people here, and actually, this is going to be a good lead-in because one of the first questions we're going to ask everybody. So joining us right right now is Ross Browner, Ron Goodman, and Kenny Harris from the 70s teams they all played together at one point or another ross was on both championship teams 73 and 77 and i think ron you were on 73 and kenny were you on 77 
Yes. Yep, I was still there, but I was a freshman when Ron uh, and the guys have just a year after they won in 73. Mm-hmm. When I came in, Ron was a senior. I looked up to him because Ron was a superstar. <laughs> Got a superstar hat on, hat on right now. Hey, I want to start this, and it goes back to the Oklahoma game. So Oklahoma made quarterback changes, and the guy they took out, Rattler, has just been not standing up, be cheering. He sits on the bench. He's pouting and everything. Ross, tell me how that would have been handled back in your day. In order, to- oh, go ahead, Vince. Oh, I was going to say, Ross, just make sure you click the little red microphone at the bottom so that we can uh, we can hear you. There, there we go. go. There we oh, go. Okay. There we go. So, how do you think the year, year in your day? Well, how would you handle that? Where a guy doesn't want to support the whatever position it is, wants to sit and pout. Actually, I thought when the guy threw an interception today, I thought they flashed the camera on him, and I swear he he did a fist. He like probably this. did. Right, not like, a good teammate. So what do you yeah. think, Ross? Well, well you got to still be a teammate. You still got to be for your team. You still got to be out there and want to win the game uh, for your team because, you know, all your sacrifice, all your, you know, work, everything was all put in to that week or before you even got into camp. You know, you really have a, com- you know, a camaraderie with all the players. So you really would like to be a part, no matter what part it is, if it's on the bench or – you know, it's on the field, but you know, you guys just got to keep the right attitude and go out there and perform and and keep the you know the cheering and and persuasion for your teammates to win. So, Ross, would that be held internally, like one of the captains, like yourself or someone, would approach him, or what? What what would take place? Um, well, you know, it'd be it'd be some of the teammates on the sideline that will get encouraged him and say, "Hey, man, you know, you just had a bad day." Sometimes, you know, guys do have a bad day and. When they go out, you know, get called off the field, and then they get recalled back, you know, hey, they don't have the right attitude. So the teammates on the sidelines got to come, come together, be a camaraderie, and just give them some positive thoughts and some positive uh, words of uh, wisdom. Can he have it? Can he Harris have any thoughts on that? No, Ross is right. You know, guys are are down a lot, and you almost got to shake them to to bring them back to the mission at hand. You don't want them drifting too long in the wrong direction. You got it. You got it. Let's change direction just as a running back like Ron Goodman would do. Ron, the uh, the importance of the offensive line obviously has come to a forefront the, uh, this year. And you as a running back obviously you know know that too. And you follow the team. So what, what have you seen that gives you hope that things are going to gel so that the running backs got a little more room that they can maneuver in? Well, it is Notre Dame. And, and we should just always be able to reload. So there are guys that should be getting ready and knowing that they have an opportunity to play. And that's what practice is about all week. You know, you work hard and everybody that puts on a uniform on Saturday should be ready when their numbers call. I mean, it's an old saying, but be ready when your numbers call. And then if it is called, stand up to it. If it's not, then you evaluate that internally. You know, you don't sit there and pout. You've worked hard, you know. Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't. But the bottom line is the big boys up front are what it's always about. Yeah. You know, as a running back, you can only get as far as you can go. But the big fellows up front, they're your bread and butter on both sides of the line. So whether you control it on offense or you destroy it on defense, those are the fellows that really make the difference in the game. That's that's Ron Goodwin. We're also with Ross Browner and Kenny Harris. This is the Legacy Heating Air Game Day Show on 960 WSBT. Let's switch up to Kenny. Kenny, before we started and got on the air, you were telling me about your coming to uh, Notre Dame more for the athletics 
or more for the education than the athletics? Is that what you were explaining to me? That's Coach, correct. Coach Arrow yeah. was fine with that, right? Yeah, Coach, Coach Parsegian was great. We would talk about me being the only uh, lad in engineering school, you know, architectural engineering, civil engineering. And, and he said, man, that's, that's great. Stay with it. And, you know, even though I had to come to practice a little late sometimes, I had laboratories in the afternoon. He was fine with that. And I, and I really remember how he made me feel as an 18-year-old that he understood what student-athlete meant, not just athlete. So, Kenny, is that the main reason that you chose Notre Dame over other options? That's correct. You know, my dad, my parents, they wanted my degree to be very strong, powerful, you know, to a – Mississippians from the South, you know, Notre Dame was stronger than Indiana, stronger than Purdue, stronger than Northwestern. And then, so they were like, even though I wasn't Catholic, they're like, go there. It'll be good for you for the rest of your life. And they were right. Yeah. And you were a quarterback, correct? Yeah. For two weeks. Let me ask you this. Was it because the coaches changed you or because you looked over and you saw Ross Brown or lining up and said, I'm not going to be quarterback? No, Joe Montana was better. <laughs> there you go. There you right. go. You're in the same class as him, right? Same class. Came in the same year. Oh, wow. wow. So did you later on catch passes from him then? Yeah, yeah. We we got and played a lot of basketball. I got a hoop. Yes, yes. Yep. Hey, uh, Ross, um, I don't think we've told the story for a couple of years, but there was a reason you almost didn't come from to Notre Dame. And I think that was because there weren't any girls on campus. Uh, uh, correct. I'm, uh, you know, I, I was I was a kind of guy that wanted to be on a you know, campus of all guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I had to see some prettiness. I had to see somebody soft, somebody beautiful and somebody's going to, you know, just talk to you and make you feel happy. Okay, <laughs> guys, you know, you, you guys didn't do it back then, so you know, hey, I mean, women, I mean, the, the girls being allowed on campus that was the biggest thrill to me. When uh, coach, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, Joe Yanto and uh, and Greg Blosh and uh, Steve, uh, oh, well, no, uh, Greg Stock, I mean, uh, Mike Stock, Mike Stock, they mm -hmm. were recruiting me. And I ran from him the first three times. You know, I hid. I hid in a corner in the school. You know, I told the secretary. I had to be a big corner for a big guy like that. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I, you know, I was in the gym. But, I, <laughs> but you know, I, I said, well, you know, uh, just tell him I'm not interested right now. But, uh, you know, I might think about it later. So that's what I, I kind of left it with them like that. But, you know, Coach Yanto and, and Coach Greg Blosh and them, they said, well, we're not going to let him stand on that. And when they got back to me again, they said, well, we're allowing girls on campus, Ross. They're going to be in the classroom. And I said, well, yeah, now I can take a visit. <laughs> <laughs> that was the deciding point. <laughs> that was the deciding point to come to Notre Dame. Yeah. Way, 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 to, way to hold to your values. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ross Brown. Let's hear how Ron Goodman got, how, how he got recruited. Who recruited you and how, how did that take place? Well, for me, it was it was a little different. Denny Murphy was the coach uh, that recruited me. And when I was uh, being recruited, Notre Dame still had a freshman football. So my year was the last year of freshman football. So Denny was the head freshman football coach and New York was his territory. And so he came there. And one of the things for me, I actually was baseball was my first sport. OK, 
I had actually wanted to be a baseball player all my life. And actually I was drafted by the Red Sox my senior year in high school in the 27th round for baseball. Mm-hmm. But but they, Boston was not a place I was fond of at the time, to be honest with you. Growing up in New York, I, I always tell the story about Bill Russell playing in Boston and them still burning crosses and, and killing his dogs and they're winning championships. Mm-hmm. So Boston was not a place I wanted to go. And then Notre Dame came along and not only could they say you could play football, but they said you could play baseball. And right. and and so for me, it was a win-win situation, let alone with a top academic you know, education. So my parents let me make the decision. I had a brother who was playing uh, at a small college in Yankton College, South Dakota. Uh, another guy by the name of Lyle Ozado and him were both on that same team. And so they had actually made it to the pros from an NAIA school. So I actually, you know, had some pressures to go, but Notre Dame was perfect for me. It was the, the right size. It wasn't too big, even though it was all boys. Uh. Girls school across the street. So, so that was going to be okay. But I had gone to Purdue, and that was 40000 I had gone to Northwestern, and they were just too big. I was from mm-hmm. a little place in Long Island, right. and Notre Dame fit perfect. So I was very happy to go there. It just made it easy and ready to go. So I know, uh, Kenny Harris, you uh... – played multiple sports at high school too was were you thinking of playing anything else at Notre Dame besides football uh, I started to uh, play baseball and uh, went out for boxing you know listening to Ross, Ross was the leader it had to be like eight browners at Notre Dame <laughs> at, at various times and you listen to what they said Ross and Jimmy they boxed so I went and boxed too. Uh, but in high school, you know, baseball, football were tops. We had a real good basketball team. And, and so at Notre Dame, uh, we had time because there weren't sororities and fraternities to play in a real basketball, you know, to, to do all the things you want. I mean, we even would beat up on Adrian Daly in the, in the, <laughs> the Rockies. They were not that good. They were not that good. Name yeah. dropper, name dropper today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Kenny Harris. Thing, I'm, one thing, Tim, yeah. uh, uh, Digger always wanted them to go to the Rock to play against the football players, yeah. the basketball players. Uh, I mean, shoemate. I mean, you talk about all of them, Dice Martin, all. I mean, just all of them, Adrian Dantley. They came to the Rock to get tough. And, you know, we made them tough underneath the basket. That's right. Like, we knock them down in the lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great times. A great time to be at Notre Dame. It really was. So, so, Ross, all the years that you've been on here, I just caught something else in preparing for the show. You were a swimmer. Yes. 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 A good yes. swimmer. Oh, yeah. I, I could swim. I swam all the strokes, uh, all the medleys and everything. And I was a diver also. Mm-hmm. And I became a lifeguard. And my first job was being a lifeguard at uh, Warren Public Schools. So, you know, that was my first job, wow. and, you know, at age 14. Yes. <laughs> I can see it now. Get out the water. I told you. That's right. <laughs> Don't be <right>. drowning. <laughs> hey, Vince, Don't drink that uh, and Tim Growl with former Notre Dame players from the great 1970 era, uh, Kenny Harris, Ron Goodman, and Ross Browner. Let's go on the horner on this again, and we'll start here with Kenny. Kenny, of all the things that you see that modern players have, training table, jumbotron, turf, indoor facility, what would you did you wish out of that that you wish you could have had when you were going to school at Notre Dame playing football? I, I wish we could have had, you know, the weight rooms that they have today. We we were had we were in that era where you had these like Nautilus machines, you mm-hmm. know, that 
were trying to, you know, and it was just too difficult to uh, figure that out. And, and we couldn't really get built. I mean, training table was nice. Uh, that was good, but we needed different kind of weights, I think, free weights, you know, to really work on some speed. Ron Goodman? Yeah, for me, it, you know, it was pretty good. I, you know, coming from New York and having seen a lot of stuff, I thought Notre Dame was first class at the time when we were there. You know, they just built the ACC Center. Um, mm -hmm. We had good facilities. And for me, you know, one of the things I liked about it, and I talk about, Kenny talks about it, but it was the academic advisor. We, you know, we had tutoring. You know, they were going to make sure you were eligible to play. So you had basically no excuse. So I, I look at that and I was just, that was one of the things that was really great. You, if you needed tutoring, you got it. You, yeah, we had, we, had Mike, right? Mike, yeah. we had Mike DeChico with that uh, score. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Vince, <laughs> Vincent coach. Yeah, no, I, he was oh, yeah. he, advisor, he, right? He kept, yeah. he kept it pointed at you and kept you straight. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So the many sports that you played, you didn't take up fencing. You'd be an you'd be an, an ominous threat holding one of those things in your hand. <laughs> big target. It would have been a big target. Target there. Yeah. <laughs> so Ross, what do you think? Is there anything nowadays that you see the current Notre Dame athletes uh, program have that you'd like to have, wish you could have had back in? The uh, well, well, Tim, I would say all of it. I mean, mm -hmm. hey, I mean, it's first class. They have couches, chairs, you know, we have benches and stools and, you know, <laughs> and our, our training room, you know, it was up to date at that time, but, you know, it, it, they got pools, they have uh, chefs waiting on them. I mean, it, it's just unbelievable, the uh, accommodations and everything that today athletes are having uh, at their college. And, you know, with the first class uh, service and everything that you're giving, you know, uh, I, I think I would have loved to have played now because I would have played better. <laughs> 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 All those things plus girls. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> you got it. Hey, I see Eric Penning joined us. Eric, I have a schedule for the 3 o'clock hour. Is that okay? Yes. I just wanted to make sure I could get on. You got it. Say yeah. hi to all the guys here. Hey, all Ross, right, Eric. EP. 24. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm illiterate when it comes to us, uh, being able to do, do that kind of stuff. So you got I, it. I wanted to make sure I got on. So all just right. ignore me. Ignore me. I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got a few minutes uh, left here. Let's go again around the horn. Ron Goodman, what are your, what's your take on the 2021 Irish? Well, I think they got a chance. I think they, you know, need more consistency. The hard part for me looking at today's practice is, is, is a lot of the things that take up their time, you know, with all of the regulations that they have. We practiced a whole lot more in our day. And, and I just wonder if there's a way to get more practice and more reps because it's all about the reps. It's about being prepared, being prepared. And again, for me, I think they got a chance. I think they got knocked early. I want to see them now, you know, get up and stay up. And, you know, one loss, you're not out of it with, with, with all you see going on with the other teams, you know, some are falling, some of them are up and down, but they still have an opportunity to win out. And, you know, this is one of the few times Notre Dame needs a little help. Right. Norm yeah. Normally we control our own destiny. And, There's and no that, shame in losing to Cincinnati. They're number two unless they lose unless they lose to Navy today. Yeah, yeah that, that's a hard one. So they just need to they need to win out, but they, they got a chance. Right. Kenny Harris, your thoughts on the 2021 Irish? 
Well, as a former quarterback, I would stick with number 10. Let him play, you know, and stop bringing in, you know, that, that rotation thing with 17, mm-hmm. 12 and all that. Number 10's got some little magic juice in him. Reminds yeah. me of how Montana came in after other guys got hurt, Forstad and others. And then he took over and just did his thing. This this guy has some of that in him, in my opinion. Point well taken. Ross Browner. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm along with Ryan and Ken. You know, I, I see the development. I see uh, they're really starting to take the game a little bit more seriously. I mean, you know, when you uh, – we used to uh, – I mean, we used to get ready for a team. You know, we were beating each other up on practice, you know. So, you know, they were happy for us to go out there and play somebody else. Uh, you know, it was just like one of those type of things. You know, whatever team that we had to play, we knew that we had to represent our school, our number – all the players, uh, history, you know, we, we just knew we had a lot that we had to represent when we got on that field. And I just feel, you know, the tangible, you know, it's got to be more inclusive with the coaching staff and the players to have the same desire to win and become champions. You know, I, I, I'm kind of seeing that building that way, but I don't see it yet. So you think the team lacks lacks some fire right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, even when we played, uh, Tim, bring it back to 1977, like, mm-hmm. like uh, Kenny said, uh, Joe Montana was our spark. And then, you know, after he got in, we said, oh, we got a quarterback that's going to take, you know, be able to put some points on the board. Now, what is going to make us excited about playing USC? So that's when uh, Coach Devine got together with the captains and um, – you know, he brought in Digger Phelps and the manager, and they changed our uniforms that year, if you remember. Right. And we went to green. Hey, and that green lasted us the rest of the year. Why? Because we needed an inspiration. I mean, at the halftime, I mean, we went out and, and warmed up and everything in blue. But when we got to that locker room and saw those green jerseys in that locker, I mean, it was all- everybody was tearing their stuff. Jersey, mm-hmm. I'm putting on those greens. And, All right, let's get out there and get them. You know, and that's the reason why we went out there and beat them 49 to 19. And uh, you know, it's just it's just something that a coach and the team can be inspired. You know, they need to be inspired right now. All right, guys, it's it's USC weekend, obviously. So I want to go around the horn. We'll go Ron, Kenny, Ross. Yep. One word to describe USC to you. And remember, it's a family show. (laughs) (laughs) In my competitor, competitor. Right. I I would say um, Gary Jeter, because Gary Jeter (laughs) was Gordon Ross in Ohio, and Gary Jeter was wrong. Right. Right. (laughs) With my scholarship. (laughs) Hey, Ross, one word to describe USC. Uh, a force in the in the college football. You know, I just I just always seen them as a force and loved the the competition that we had against each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, a good strong USC team is good for football all the way around. Yeah. Yes. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Thank you, Ron Goodman, Ross Browner, and Kenny Harris for sharing some memories and some thoughts with us. You're always great, and, and Ross, thank you. I think you've been on the most any guests I've ever had on all these years <laughs> in the show, and we appreciate you being on. Well, I tell you what, it's been a joy every time, and it's like the first time. And I tell you what, it's it's the kiss of beauty. And um, you guys have a wonderful show, 
and we have wonderful fans. Notre Dame, we love you. And we, we always get out there and perform for you. Go Irish. Go Irish. Go Irish. Go Irish. Good way to break. Stay with us. We're back after a short break with former Notre Dame great Rick Meyer on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, your home for the Fighting Irish. This is Legacy Heating and Air Game Day with Tim Grell and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. This is indeed the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show. Legacy Heating and Air, your cooling and clean air specialist. Find them online at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Contact Mary Vague in South Bend or Kimberly Thibodeau in South Bend. Fisher's Barbecue and Catering. I can taste it right now. 213 East McKinley Avenue in Mishawaka for drive-thru, carry-out, or catering. Just look for the smoke. Four Winds Casino, your entertainment escape. Key Bank, earn up to 2% back on purchases with your cashback credit card. Key Bank opens doors. For more info, visit keybank.com. Mimo's Pizza, Manja Manja, located on Edison in Mishawaka. If you like pizza, you'll love Mimo's. And Monterey Mexican Grill. Your authentic Mexican serve fresh daily in Mishawaka. And we're back on game day. Nice having those three guys from the 70s, Vince, huh? Oh, that, that you can tell. Those guys just want to strap it up again and play. I mean, yeah. it, was, uh, it was pretty clear. I love it. So let's bring on somebody else. I'm not sure if he wants to strap it on right now. He's successful in the, in having his own winery right now, but everybody knows him from Goshen. Everybody knows him from the '90s, quarterback at Notre Dame, and that would be Rick Meyer. Hey, Rick, how are we doing today? We're doing great. How about you? I'm good. I'm I'm just. It feels like game day because it is. I like this one. Yeah, and you you don't have to stay up late like we do sometimes. Or Vince Vince also covers the team, so. Vince, what's your day going to end up at? About one in the morning or so, or two? Uh, one or two, depending on how long the post game show goes and how uh, how fired up the fans are, because it's kind of a fan show, you know what yeah. I mean? So uh, if they're fired up, we stay up pretty late. But hey, it's all worth it, especially if Notre Dame can come away with a win. This is a big one. So Rick, let's let's check in with you personally. Stuff. Um, how's the uh, the boys doing? I did see that uh, Charlie's a 2022 um, recruit out there. How's that for you being on the other side of being recruiting, being the dad now? Uh, it's funny. It's kind of come full circle, you know, to do it again this way. Um, and it's different now. I think the, the whole process is quite a bit different than what I went through, but I'm just a proud dad and Charlie's been great. He, you know, they kind of got ripped off a little bit last fall. They didn't get to play, you know, until the spring it got pushed back. So it's kind of nice to have a real fall feel and a, and a full season with playoffs coming and everything. So, We've been making the rounds. We have another visit. Uh, he's going to go to Ann Arbor in a couple weeks um, to talk to Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. Um, Did they yeah, have an invitation? Is there? Well, you know, Charlie's expecting to play somewhere. So I didn't know until this year if it was baseball or football. So this football has really kind of taken over for him. Mm-hmm. And he's gotten some attention and he's on a good team. So it's, it's kind of a fun thing to be a part of his brothers played for the same program, but they weren't quarterbacks. So this is a new thing for me as a parent, but it's, um, you know, it's good. It's going to get a little stressful once we get into the playoffs and some more serious games, but so far it's been great. And Morrison, he graduated. He excelled in lacrosse at Notre Dame, right? Yes. And he's there. He's doing a fifth year at Mendoza. So he's going to play one more spring and he's probably, 
probably hanging around the stadium somewhere. Uh, I don't know if they're there yet, but I know it's a long day with these night games. But, yeah, he's got some that whole lacrosse crew. I'm sure those guys are excited about today. And um, all of our middle ones at Michigan play in lacrosse, and they had a big scrimmage last night against their, like, alumni game, their big um, alumni weekend, and they're honoring some classes that graduated the last couple of years. So we, we can't be everywhere, but I hate to miss certain things, but we're trying to – divide and conquer because we had homecoming and senior night for, for high school football here last night. That's a tough, tough balancing act. I'm sure you you and your wife, that's uh, you've got, you've got your hands full with that. And then your, um, your winery is doing great. Also that I said, the Mira Napa Valley. Yeah, everything's good. We, we finally had a harvest with no smoke in the air and no fires. Uh, we just wow. finished up. Yeah, I was four in a row that were you know they're all different but last year's was the worst by far so we needed a break from that and and we've been able to uh, you know make the most of even tough seasons but um this one was kind of perfect so it's been a it's been a good fall so far one last question on that i saw play like a champion today is that a specialty wine that's available on the web website that's got its own website and it's and it's something we're doing um mostly for the university i mean they're the biggest customer because it's it's in the stadium and it's at the morrison and it's around town at restaurants and mm -hmm. some of the retail stuff too so yeah that's 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 really taken off that just started around st patrick's day and um we've had fun with that coach holtz is happy you know he's a part of the team on that and he he likes chardonnay so we did a chardonnay and his <laughs> his wife beth loved cabernet so we put her name on the cab bottle and oh, uh, everybody's excited so you got the wine and Joe's got the beer, the beer <laughs> covered. <Joe Mitchell. laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're with former Notre Dame great uh, Rick Meyer on the Legacy Heating Air Game Day show. So let's uh, kind of talk over to the football. So when you came in, you backed up uh, Tony Rice and uh, and then obviously when he graduated, you, you took over. But what we see with these quarterbacks right now, they're going in and out, in and out. Are you even in favor of that, you know, rotation and stuff? I'm, it's got to be difficult. You know, I think in general, it's probably not ideal. Um, I think for the, this year's team, it's kind of a necessary thing, I suppose. Um, and look, it's worked out pretty well. I mean, it's not a perfect science, but sometimes you need a spark. Sometimes the guy has a little injury. You know, I got Michigan on right now. They, they alternate guys and no one's hurt. So I think it gives the defense a little more to worry about, a little more to prepare for. And, and I've never... You know, as a player, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go in and out. I never really had to do that much. But um, I, I can see how you know defensively, it's a pain to have to study and prepare for two, maybe even three different guys that are all a little bit different. Rick, obviously today's the USC game, and, and you're out in California. So you, we we talked in the break. You're a little bit outnumbered right now. Uh, you know, with USC fans, <laughs> and what what does this weekend, you know, the USC weekend mean to you and uh, kind of how things went down when you were a player and then now that you're out there living in California, what's this weekend mean to you? Well, it's fun, you know, as a spectator, um, uh, like, like you said, I'm outnumbered, but they have their tail between their legs a little bit right now with the coaching change and some of the frustrations. I think the guys I know here are pretty proud of that program and they should be. And it's, it's been frustrating and that this, it won't take long to fix it. I, I don't know who's going to wind up there, but th they've got guys and that'll be a, a force to, to deal with going forward. But for now um, it's fun to feel like we have the upper hand. We still need to play well and have a clean game and everything. And 
hopefully that happens today. But I, I yeah, if we don't if we don't pull it off, I got to hear about it for a long time out here. So I'm not I'm not a big fan of that. And you know, when I was playing, it felt like a gigantic game. But that was before I ever had spent any time out here. So it's it's funny. I don't have any skin in the game, but I got to hear from these guys if they get us. So I hope our our squad does well today. Do you have any particular memory of a, of, a, of a certain game or or play or something that happened when you competed against USC? You know, I I, I think about that because I, I I know the questions coming. There wasn't <laughs> those weren't my best games. Reggie had huge games. Um, Reggie had a big one our last year, a couple hundred yards. Yes, he did. Um, but we were. All- 10 and they were always pretty much ranked so it felt like it was a big game and it's a big rivalry game i think it we're almost at 100 years of playing against each other from across the country so um it, it was one that meant a lot um especially following that 88 season and the drama around the way that game went in 88 and you know 89 we're still number one and um it was gosh it was just like one of the big ones plus traveling west was fun. Uh, you ask any of the guys, you know, it's fun <laughs> to get on a plane and go somewhere warm and play on grass and, <laughs> and run around. Um, yeah, it, I, you know, there were other rivalries that I think stood out almost equally, but this one, um, you know, it's right in there. I mean, it's probably the best one, but I, I was, to me, Michigan was a little bit different because I knew more of those people and I'd grown up around that. Um, but yeah, this one is, this one people take personally. So it's kind of fun when it's like that. So when Notre Dame and Michigan finally play again, talk about personally, you're going to have some different uh, allegiance around your house, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, well, especially if the lacrosse teams play, which I think they're going to. So yeah. that'll, that'll be interesting if my boys are smashing into each other on the field. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's, no, there's no ill will with any of it. I mean, there's, it's competitive and it's, everybody's proud and stuff. So um, there's, there's no issues, but no one wants to lose either. It's, it's, that's just the way it is. So, uh, yeah, we'll see, but right now it's us against SC and everybody wants to knock SC down. Sure. So did, did you, um, you've obviously had some interactions with Jim Harbaugh now, but have you known him in the past as being a quarterback? Yeah, I, I, geez, I knew him. I met him when I was in eighth grade and he was oh. at his dad's football camp at Elkhart. I think it was Elkhart Central when his dad was in Western Michigan. Oh, uh, and then wow. and then when Jim was playing in Michigan, I was a rec- you know recruit and all that kind of stuff. But I really followed Michigan. My dad's from Mid-Salani, and my mom was from mm-hmm. Detroit, so I was kind of brainwashed to Michigan fan as a kid growing up. So I always looked up to Jim. Um, then we played against each other a bunch of years, different sidelines. And he came to the Raiders the year I went there, uh, first of my two years at the end of my career. So he was retired but not coaching coaching i mean this was his first coaching experience a couple of years offensive assistant with the raiders so we were in the same room every day for two seasons so a lot of time spent a ton of time with jim and uh i think you know he's had a bunch of different jobs but he's done he's done well and his team is uh what are they sixth fifth sixth something like that right now so yep. he's got them back yep they're good that's uh, Rick Meyer. I'm Tim Growl. We're with Vince D'Addario on the Legacy Heating Air Game Day show. Let's kind of go back to nowadays. And I, actually, I didn't. I saw that you just did a uh, podcast with Eric Hansen, which is one of our friends here in, in town in Mediwaya. I purposely did not want to listen to it because I wanted to hear any kind of fresh tips that came out of you. Was that about somewhat of an analysis of Tyler Buckner? Was that the scope of that? 
Well, a little, yeah, I think we talked mostly about just the situation with the quarterbacks. And I've known Tyler and his family since they came to San Diego. He was just a little guy. He was okay. seven or eight years old. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm supportive of, of his development. And I hope, um, you know, I think we're going to see quite a bit of him today. It feels like that kind of game. Um, but I was really hoping they weren't going to rush him in and, and, you know, as a true freshman, let him kind of get a, a feel for everything. But, you know, first game, they, they get him out there and, you know, he winds up playing quite a bit. And, um, uh, you know, I just, I, I think bringing Jack Cohn in was a great thing for the program. He needed a veteran guy who had some experience, but really let's be, you know, th- these other guys are the future and right. it's kind of nice to get him some experience without, you know, making them go against each other it's kind of frustrating everybody wants to play obviously but i think uh i think that quarterback room must get along pretty well and they're sharing the duties and you do what you got to do to win these games rick a lot of people talk about uh you know tyler not having his senior year and and you know how that affects being a, a true freshman and, and and you know last time he played significant uh football was his junior year of high school and but as a dad i mean you're you're a dad of a high school player in california i mean what was that whole thing like? I mean, not being able to play in the fall and just having to deal with everything that you guys had to deal with out there. It was it wasn't ideal for any position. I mean, the only I guess the silver lining is everybody was healthy. You're, you're yeah. not you know you're not taking the beating. And I think for Tyler, who went to a very small school, played a lot as a freshman, hurt his knee as a sophomore, didn't play as a junior, right. lit it up and and you know got all kinds of attention. From all of us, all the schools, it was recruited by everyone and had his pick. Um, physically, I mean, he's totally ready to go. It's just a matter of experience and making good decisions and understanding kind of whatever they're doing on offense. So, you know, I think it would have helped him to play some more games, but I know nobody needed to get hit in the knee for no good reason, you know, and, and um, I think the kids out here have done the best they can with what they've got. It's, there's, a, there's a ton of talent. Uh, we're seeing kids get looks all over the place, different positions, but the quarterback thing, there's a ton of quarterbacks, especially in Orange County and L.A., and when those guys do that Elite 11 type stuff, and I know Tyler did a ton of it, he, he stood out in that group amongst those kids who are playing at Alabama, playing right. you know, all over the place. So um, just needs time, you know, and just needs to, to get comfortable. I mean, the, kid, the kid's a thrower. I mean, they, I, I don't like hearing people say, oh, you know, he, he goes in and it's so predictable he's going to run the ball. He's super athletic, and that's, that's a bonus. But really, he's a passer, and he's going to be a great one. It's just a matter of getting through these kind of growing pains and, sure. you know, being on a team that's – they've had a little injury thing, and, you know, you're missing a couple linemen and stuff. I mean, it's not easy. But here we are with just one loss and kind of in the, in the mix. And it's kind of, I mean, nothing gets your attention more than knowing you might go in the game the next play, you know? So he's, yeah. he's on high alert and, he, and he's not allowed to just, like any of those guys, just, you know, kind of not, not kind of be locked in because you could be up any, any minute. And, and I, I know that's how he's going about it. And we'll see how these, these games play out. But, you know, his first, I think the game at West or uh, Virginia Tech might have been the first kind of away hostile environment he'd ever seen. Yeah. So that's not the easiest thing in the world to do. I mean, that there's, mm-hmm. you, you got to kind of ease into that a little bit. Yeah, I think some people forgot when he you know, was like throwing those interceptions in the second half. I mean, he's st- still just starting out. And obviously they yeah. had time that they could go in there and maybe devise some things that confuse him, which is what they must have done. 
Yeah, I, I didn't. I couldn't see that game. I wasn't able to watch it. I was traveling a little and chasing kids around, but um, <laughs> I was paying attention to what was going on, and so I can't, you know, evaluate decisions or anything. I didn't see it with my own eyes, but um, I, I, I was proud of the other, you know, Cone for coming back and and winning the game. You know, so uh, you're gonna have mistakes, right? We're all good. everybody's made them, and especially the young guys, 18, 19 years old, I and mean, he's gonna have mistakes, but. There's not a ton of patience for it, but you're allowed to make those early and then learn from them and don't make them the next time around. You got it. It's a learning experience, learning experience. Well, it's already end of our time with you. We appreciate it almost like every year. We always have a great interview with you. Tell people how they can get more information on uh, the Miranapa Valley, your, your wine. What website can they go to? Well, yeah, the website's mirrorwine.com, and it's pretty straightforward. Um, there's also a link there to the play like a champion today stuff on the last, I think the contact us part. Um, so yeah, there are two different projects very related and, and we're able to do some fun stuff with the university because of really because of my son being there now five years. And I've had all this time to sort through and work out things that, that help us and them. So it's fun. We're able to give back to the university through the play like a champion stuff that we're doing across the board. Um, but yeah, the mirror is the, is the original brand and, and uh, kind of the, the pure Napa stuff in Sonoma. And, and uh, we're gearing up for a big holiday season and hopefully celebrating victories as well. And that's M-I-R-R-O-R wine.com. M-I-R-O-R wine.com. Yes, not to be mistaken for for Meyer. We, I know, that's right. Yeah, that's why I wanted to spell it out so people were thinking that. So. All right, right. Man, thanks again. You have a great day. Of and, course. And hopefully you can root, root on the Irish to a victory today. I hope so. Let's have some fun this afternoon. All right, thanks. Thanks again, Rick. Okay. We'll be thanks, uh, right back on Sports Radio 960 WSBT and streaming at the WSBTradio.com. This is Legacy Heating and Air Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. Game Day is sponsored in part by South Bend Orthopedic. South Bend Orthopedics team physicians for the University of Notre Dame since 1949. Wings, etc. Grill and Pub with 14 area locations. Stop in today or order online at togo.wingsetc.com. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center, OSMC, proving orthopedic care to Michiana since 1973. Salsa's Mexican Grill, share good times and great food this football season at Salsa's Mexican Grill. Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun, and the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. We're back here on game day with our weekly feature. Hit it, Matt. And today we're going to put our own football player and coach, Vince D'Addario, at a position which he knows not of what of my choosing. Yes. So I'm going to put you at linebacker. Oh, okay. Okay. Choose which one you want to be. I'm giving oh, you a chance. Matter. I'll be Drew White. I'll be right in the middle, baby. I'm the middle linebacker. All right, linebacker. Drew White. What are you going to see today on the offense that you're facing? Well, I'm going to have to be ready to drop into pass coverage uh, because, look, USC, they'll run the ball because they they have running backs and they should run the ball, so they'll run it a little bit. They're, they're only averaging a little over 100 yards a game, uh, but they're going to throw the ball all over the place. And if you're a Notre Dame linebacker, you better be able to get into your drops quickly. You better be able to have your head on a swivel 
And don't just drop back to drop back. When you drop back, you know, into your hook to curl zone or, or you know, any other kind of zone, you have to go man to man with the guy that's in your zone. Don't just drop back into an area and stand there. You know, uh, you're, you're going to have to play some solid pass defense if you want to be successful uh, against this USC team. And, you know, after that, once the ball is in the air and, and uh, a completion has been made, you're going to have to tackle. This team has to tackle in space. Uh, and, and I'm not giving anything away, but that is one of my keys to the game later on. You have to be able to tackle in space, and that's what these linebackers are going to have to do. Keep things in front of them and then tackle the football when it's time. Drew White. We're going to be watching that. I'm Now that I can concentrate on the linebackers tonight, and I know exactly what to look for right there now. There you go. See, Drew, Drew White, J.D. Bertrand, I mean, they all kind of flow and, and follow you know, into that, that same – they're Bang. pure tacklers too, man. Both those guys, man. They go get it, man. They're, yeah. I think Bertrand's still one of the top tacklers in the whole country. Yeah, he 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 knows that he has a nose for the football. And now that Drew White's not having to worry about the guy that's next to him, like he had to last right. year, he's got a nose for the football. So those guys have right. been playing really, really well. They have to continue that. We hope to see that see that tonight. Stay with us. We'll be right back after a short break. This is Legacy Heating and Air Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. And your Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air, your cooling and clean air specialist. Find them online at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. By Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Contact Eric Yetterberg in South Bend or Matt Stem in Uceola. And we are... We are also brought to you by Sherwood Tire, by Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, by Lozier. Launch your career at Lozier. Apply today. Life at Lozier.com. By Lechleitner Door, by Martin's Supermarkets, by Pet Refuge, by Inrug Company and Company Studio and Gift Shop, by Tim Growl State Farm Insurance, by Zolman's Best Tire and Auto Care, serving you and your family for three generations. And by Auto Value Auto Parts, your local auto value and auto parts store where service is the difference. We get it. Tim? Hey, Vince. I know as we started the show, we were looking at some interesting uh, games and scores. So tell me, tell me that Oklahoma's getting, still getting beat. Well, uh, we, we, they are no longer as interesting as they used to be. Oklahoma <laughs> is up uh, 28 to 23 against Kansas. Kansas just missed the two-point conversion to bring it to within three. Mm-hmm. Um, Illinois Penn State tied at 10. And wow. uh, let's see here. Cincinnati has now o- o- more than doubled up Navy. They're up 27-13. And Wake Forest and Army, I hope, if anybody out there in betting land, I hope you took the over. Because Wake Forest is up fifty-six to forty-two in what? that game. Fifty-six to forty-two. It's uh, there's ninety-eight points have been scored in that game. That's oh crazy. my gracious! <laughs> um, Michigan's handling Northwestern okay too. Probably. Yeah, thirty-three to seven there. So uh, no, no big surprise there. There's a lot of hope for some chaos there earlier, but well. Yeah, Michigan, look, what they want to do is they want to run the ball and right. uh Northwestern, they can't stop the run. So that was Makes gonna be that was gonna be an issue early. So uh yeah. <laughs> it's not not going yeah. too well. We'll be right back after a short break for the second hour of the Legacy Heat in Air Game Day show. Joining us will be members from the nineteen seventy three national championship team, including Eric Pennick and Willie Townsend. 
Plus, we're going to catch up with our favorite doctor, the head orthopedic physician for the Fighting Irish, Dr. Brian Radigan. And we'll have the key bank keys to the game with Vince. We hope you'll stay right there on your home for Fighting Irish football, Sports Radio 960 WSBT, or the WSBT radio app, or stream.wsbtradio.com. Go Irish! Nobody wants to hear me sing. I caught myself as I started to sing. It is a Saturday <laughs> night or will be soon. Your Fighting Irish will be playing the dreaded Trojans of USC tonight. One good thing is we don't allow that horse in the stadium, so we won't have to deal with that horse running around all over the place. Or hear that song. I hate that song. Oh, getting, it's the it song. Up hearing that song all the time. We, we, oh. got, we got an email uh, yesterday, I want to say, that uh, they reminded everybody that's in the press box that the windows are going to be open. Uh, because of COVID and all that fun oh, stuff. Sure. So, like, you know, dress appropriately. But all I could think of is now I'm going to have to hear the band yeah. from USC. Like, that. Yeah. that's all that they, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have it. I, it's going to be terrible. I, and you know what it is? What's terrible about it, it doesn't make me think about all the great Notre Dame memories. I think about Anthony. Uh, sure. Anthony running, those five, running those five touchdowns yep. back or kickoffs yep. back and stuff like that, too. So. Yep. No anyway, doubt. welcome back to the second hour of game day, the Legacy Heating Air game day show. We're glad you're back. We thank Matt Embry back in the studio producing. We're less than four hours from the kickoff right here on WSBT, so stay right here. Immediately following game day at 4 p.m. will be game day sports beat with Darren Pritchett and Sean Styers. And that leads into the network pregame show and then kickoff just after 7.30 p.m. on NBC. And your coverage is not over when the game ends. After the game, John joins Sean Styers and tonight... Filling in for Evan Sharpley will be Bobby Brown, one of our favorites. Mm. They'll review the game, plus give you all the stats, all the interviews on the official Notre Dame post-game show, all on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Yeah, well, that'll but, be a good one. Bobby, yeah. Bobby's always a great guest to have. Yeah, I think him and Sean I, are going to yuck it up, I bet. I wish I could see video because they'll probably have on the nice hat. And, oh, you know, yeah. Be, yeah. I, I got to talk to him. I'm going to have to talk to him about that. Yeah. Hey, our next guest is uh, a Notre Dame player and a famous Notre Dame player, played on the 73 uh, National Championship team, had a famous run against USC, and maybe that's where we'll start and then we'll work our way backwards from that, and that would be running back Eric Penny. Hey, Eric from well, Dallas. Well, how are you doing? I'm glad to be here. We are doing good. Thank you for uh, joining us. So we were just talking about that run off, off the uh, air, so let's just start that and we'll just meander back to recruiting and all that, but... <laughs> Tell me what you remember, first of all, this, to set up the run, how that game was going at the time against U.S. Well, we were winning, but we weren't winning by much. But I, the best thing I remember is that Tommy Clemens had a high-low call, you know, audible, yep. and audible to, to my side. And when they audible it to my side, that was great. And that's all I remember, just running the ball. So you went back they, they called them half, like left halfback and right halfback, right? Yeah, back in the day. Yep, and, and you were the left halfback, and you took you took the the handoff and went towards the down the left sideline, right? Yeah, you did better than I did. Just keep telling everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Vince just watched it too. Yeah, he was the right halfback, and he went in motion before the ball was snapped. It's just yeah. like old school, you know, triple option football, baby. He went, went around, got the handoff. 
great blocks in front of him, and it was speed, baby, speed to burn all the way to the yeah, end zone. We Buck Sweet back in the day. It was yep. a Buck Sweet. But uh, mm-hmm. I, back before I uh, went to Notre Dame, well, actually, I was in track team at Notre Dame also. So, but, uh, you know, so I was a uh, track man, actually. I won the uh, state championship in Ohio, 100-220 in the quarter. And then I can't run now because I, I haven't feet. <laughs> but uh, back in those days, I could run. So that's – and I, all I look forward to was running the ball. I didn't want to do anything, catch the ball. I didn't want to do anything else but run the ball. So on that particular play in any of your long runs, are you looking back by nature or are you just looking straight forward and – and anything in front of you, not worried about if anybody's going to come from behind. Nope, I never look behind me. I always look forward. I was, that's the way I was coached in high school. That's where I was coaching in college. Run, look forward, run. And if they catch you, they catch you. But they shouldn't catch <laughs> you because it's supposed to be so fast. So. And I think some of your teammates were running down the sideline almost as fast as you were to greet you down there. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, Sam, my my good friend. I wish he was here, but he Champagne, Illinois, he today. So, mm-hmm. but he was he ran with me. He was my good friend. He's been my friend. He still calls me now every day to see, are you okay? Because I'm by myself with my dog, as I said. Mm-hmm. And everybody talks about you know the old Stanford the running into the band play. Vince just yeah. replayed that and saw that basically the, the band was almost out on the field. If they weren't on the field, they were pretty close. They were on the. Do you know that uh, before that they used to band used to sit down on the field. There's Willie. Hey, Willie Townsend has just joined us. Willie's in the in the house. We're hey, talking Willie. with Eric Eric Penny. Oh, yeah? Yep, mm-hmm. Willie Townsend played with uh, Eric, and uh, Willie was a split end. And I remember Willie also because that was back in the day when Digger was just starting his basketball team out. And yep. I was way up in the bleachers and <laughs> Willie was playing basketball as well uh, for Digger as well as uh, playing football right Willie? Oh, oh yes oh yes yeah, I remember that Tell you look good Willie pardon you're looking no, good life is great man life is great out here in Southern California you know in the midst of all of these Southern California fans <laughs> I've been talking to them this week they've been talking to me tell me about all the things that, that are wrong with their team so they're expecting a defeat today <laughs> I hope we beat them them down. I can't stand to them kill. Well, we just had Rick Meyer on from down there in in Southern California, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, he was just talking about how he's got to listen to all this Southern Cal, you know, people talking and everything, too. So, yes. Even when they have a good team, even when they have a team and, 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 and a good team and they lose, they always hedge their bet. They always say, well, you know, we could have done better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they always do. But that's where Eric trained us not to like Southern Cal. So when I left Notre Dame, I still don't like Southern Cal. That's the way it should be. That's right. Yes, I always, I have, um, uh, I, for a long time, I wouldn't wear anything that was red. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, honey. I don't want to wear that. No, thank oh, it's great. Yeah, my, uh, and then my, uh, and when I, as a teacher, I had we had days where I had to wear red, so I got like one or two red shirts. I think that's it. <laughs> did your did your students know that you were a two sport athlete and a, oh, yeah. a, a they, darn good one? 
they would look me up on the internet. They said, Mr. Townsend, you know, do you, uh, did you play for football for Notre Dame? And then they look me up on the internet. And then the next day they come in, they say, Hey, do you have your cards still? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So I, I give them away with the, uh, I give them away in the classroom for certain events or certain things that they did well. So that was oh, good. That's cool. That's cool. Love that. We had your we had your brother on, I think, our last show, and he also played basketball too, right? Right. Michael. Mm -hmm. Michael did. Yeah. So, so let me ask. We'll start with you. Really, we'll go back to Eric because Eric was telling us he was a track star. Obviously, we know you were a basketball and football. Was it a big choice of yours on which way you wanted to go, basketball or football, or was it when you got recruited that was one of the things you're only going to go to a school that said that you could play both? Sit down. Um. Actually, it didn't matter to me. Uh, I um, I had um, things look things were well for me. I just wanted to go 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 to a great college or go to a college that was helping me get my engineering degree. And I didn't care whether I played football. I didn't care whether I played basketball. And so I, 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 the opportunity to play both at Notre Dame happened because Era says, "Hey, well, you know, if you got this and this, then you can play basketball." And I said, "So okay." So Digger asked me and. Digger and I still talk to each other uh, every now and then, uh, but uh, yeah, I, that's that was it. It was it wasn't anything that I said. Okay, this school or that school now, because I I had an opportunity and I could play both, and so I wanted to play both. How, how did you manage your time playing both sports at a high level like that? I mean, that's got. I mean, you, you hear about you know D one athletes and and with one sport, but with two, I can't even imagine what that was like. Well, I, I had an opportunity to work on my school work while I was on the airplane and while I was in, <laughs> you know, while I was in hotel rooms. Yeah, take advantage, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, everybody else could be moving and doing other things. You know, I was, I was doing my homework, you know? And yeah. You didn't have laptops and stuff like that. So I mean, no. you're carrying, <laughs> logging all those books around and everything, right? Yes, I was carrying books. I'd take tests before I took a trip or took tests when I came back from trips, you know. And, yeah, there are times when I didn't do as well as I want. But, you know, it, it was opportunity presented itself for me uh, there. And I used those opportunities to help me become a better, a better person. You know, I, I've been an engineer at a number of companies, General Motors, Ford, uh, 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 KitchenAid, and, and I've done a lot of things that, uh, that, as a result of being at Notre Dame and being in engineering, helped me to, to perform better. Tim Grovis, the Dario, with former Irish players uh, Eric Pennick and Willie Townsend here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Eric, so you said you ran track and um, football and played football in high school. Did you run track at Notre Dame also? Yes, yes, I ran track at uh, Notre Dame. Until I pulled my hamstring, Eric said, "That's it. You done." <laughs> you didn't pull it in football. You pulled it in track, and he said, "That's it, right?" <laughs> you're done. He was up there with Pat and looking at us running a track meet. He said, "Oh, you're done. It's over." And that was the last time. Sophomore year is last I ran track because he was adamant that he didn't want me to hurt myself. So, I so you were coming out of Ohio. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, you came out of Ohio. Ohio. How did you not end up a Buckeye? Because I, I should I say this: I hate Ohio State. <laughs> Ohio State more than you hate USC, or where was the ranking there? Yeah, Woody Hayes was pretty much a jerk at the time. 
And my mother didn't like him, so that was it. Plus, I was Catholic, and I, she wanted me to go to Notre Dame no matter what. I, I went to Nebraska, and I went to all these places. But my mother said, I'm 17 years old. You're going to Notre Dame, and that's it. So that was it. You listen to mama. I went to Brothers of Whole Cross High School. And so when I came to uh, my mother and coach, uh, coaches there and everybody there wanted me just to play for Notre Dame. So that's where I went. So. And Willie, where did you come? Uh, what state were you out of? I do not have. I'm sorry, my notes ahead of me. Ohio. <laughs> Where's the best football? Where's the best football? Where we come from? Ohio. <laughs> yes, I, I was. I, I came out of Ohio. Uh, I, I visited Ohio State, and uh, I was one of the fortunate people that um, Woody Hayes uh, came to visit. Yeah, me too. He came, out, came out to visit me, and um, and he talked to it was myself and another the other student uh, uh, who who has passed on, uh, my friend Clint Spearman, and uh, he talked to both of us at lunch one day. And um, after lunch, I decided that I I, I wasn't going to go to Ohio State. I had, I had other opportunities, and and I I I you know I was in track as well as like uh, oh okay Eric and uh, I ran I ran the uh, eight it was eight eighty back then, and then I also pole vaulted, and I had gone to state on pole vaulting, so I was I was up there, so I was you know I was always at Ohio State because for the for the mm -hmm. two or yeah. three years there, you know that's where the state track meet right. was held there, you know they're on another campus. But no, I decided that wasn't for me. That was it. You're going to concentrate on football and go to Notre Dame. Go to Notre Dame. Yeah, my mother didn't like what he is, so. <laughs> and like I said, you did what mama told you to do, right? Yeah, I had to. My mother was in charge. My father did what mama told her to do, too. So uh, yeah. We've heard that from many a player. I remember Chris Zorich, uh, last month we had him on the same day. His mom told him where, where to go. You know, so that's exactly he did that. Hey, uh, uh, Willie, we asked Eric earlier about Southern Cal memories. What does USC mean to you? And is there any particular game or play or something that stands out for you? Um, actually, what stands out to me is is, is not a play or a particular game. Um, um, what stands out to me is I had an opportunity to recruit a student from Southern California. His name was Lynn Swan. <laughs> and I hosted Lynn when he came out. And I remember it very well. He, he, he the day he came, that he flew into South Bend, um, that was probably six, eight inches of snow on the ground. And um, <clears throat> Lynn, you know, at the old airport, you know, didn't have those walkways. You got off the plane and then you walked down there. Absolutely. Everything is back there. Yep. He, off, he, got, he walked through the gate. I could see him coming out of the the, 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 the the door. And he looked. He looked around and he had a really light little jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to myself, he's not coming here. <laughs> it was fate right then. It was fate right then. And, then. and I like Lynn. I, I've talked to him a couple of times. He's the um, athletic director at, at USC out here. 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've had an opportunity at once, at whatever now, unfortunately, at, at a long time ago to talk to him. So, so he's, he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. And, uh, but those are, that's one of the things that I remember about USC. I, 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 and I, you know, I like love playing against them because it was contact. But the team that I like playing against the most was Michigan State because they would hit you and it was just mm-hmm. hit, you know, and you felt it. <laughs> right. We had a whole bunch of players on uh, last month from that 66 uh, team, and we were talking about all the hard hitting and everything and all the people that got injured and stuff. Yeah. So that, that was a tough game. We got about a minute each for each of you. So let me to Eric Penny. What are you seeing out of the running backs this year uh, at Notre Dame? Well, that young running back, Williams. Yes. I like him. I like him a lot. He's really good. I just wish they run him more, but they won't. They like to throw the ball around. But anyway, he's a good running back, good player. Good. I don't pay attention to defense that much. I never have. You know, I had a hard enough time to learn uh Doing the offense, so you know. <laughs> so I love, I love, uh, love that kid. He's a really good running back. They should run. They should run. He, he, yeah, he is good. He is good. But I know every running back says that you know they'd rather have the rock. They don't want to have all these different people hand coming in and substituting. They want to have the rock, right, Eric? Mm-hmm. Nope. I think we kind of lost him there for a second. Let's try. Hey, Willie. Um, what are yes. you seeing out of uh, uh, wide receivers, uh, which they called split ends back in your your day or whatever? Mm-hmm. What do you think about, or what do you like about this year's crop of receivers? Well, I like that that we have receivers with height that you know can, and the receivers that aren't afraid to cross the middle. I would like to see them run more seam routes and crossing routes because I think you know looking at defenses and, and you know. That's that's I like doing. That. I like looking at defenses, trying to figure out where the openings are, and I would like to see them run more seam routes. Wide receivers and 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 slot receivers run the seam, and then crossing routes. I think they would get more players open. And I, I don't know, you know, timing is is everything. You know, you should be able to run that seam route or that a seam route in two seconds. You know, and so that's a quick release. That's not. I hold the ball, I think about it, and throw it. <laughs> you know, either you're open or you're not. And that crossing route is, yes, that's a three, two and a half, three second route, depending on how they're running. And I like to see them run more of those. And and and, uh, and, then, and then the out patterns will be more open, I think. I think that's just my opinion, you know. Well, uh, Vince is our regular football expert. Vince. I love it. We've yep. been calling for that. They, they need to get those guys on the move. I mean, they've got, Notre Dame's got speed to burn. I agree with Oh, you. yes. I love it. Really? I love that idea. Well, isn't that what happened with Rocket? Weren't we always real quick passes to him? And you know, you oh, catch yeah. it five or six yards out, but then he would turn it into a twenty or thirty exactly. yard. Exactly. And that's what it's all about. Yep. Yeah. I, I all the hands of your playmakers. I coached a little high school football here in, in Rancho Cucamonga. You know, the quarterback from Ohio State, CJ mm-hmm. Stroud. You know, oh. I, I coached that. I coached at that school is about a mile from my house, and I go up there and I coached. I coached the freshman and JV teams for a while. I haven't coached in about five, six years now, but uh, that's what we would do. We would go out and set up ourselves, and and we'd see where they were playing, and then we'd run those routes where they weren't. I mean, you can change the routes at any time, right? So, but anyway, that's love just it. me. <laughs> no, I love it. 
I think we agree. We agree. We agree with mm-hmm. that. Well, guys, time goes so fast. It's already the end of our time. And Eric, we appreciate you staying on. Eric, you got the front row seat. For, he was been on since the first hour, listening, oh, to, all, listening yeah. to all of our gab and everything uh-huh. and stuff. You're an electronic wizard now, Eric. You know, no, I have any problems now. And Willie, Willie, you know, we need to get you and Mike on together. That's fine. Hey, I'll try to work that out between you guys. You know, we'll get you both guys on together. As brothers, do you still talk smack to each other and stuff? Oh, yeah, we still talk. Matter of fact, we uh, we had a chat. What day was that? Uh, I think it was last weekend or, or this week sometime we talked about uh, had a conversation and we talk about the same things we're talking about here about what kind of routes should they be running what kind of defense should they be talking we'd be talking about that yes all right well, well willie townsend eric penny what's that eric real quick was uh we've been trying to get a hold of you <laughs> you better answer l sam that's all i gotta say <laughs> well, you, you know, I'm just I'm sorry to, about this, but yeah, they they I got screwed up on the last call. That's the one that Michael called me on the other day, and I got screwed up on that call. We'll get, we'll get no that's no excuse. I can't <laughs> do anything. You know, that's the way the screen set up. It looked like he was pointing at me. I'm thinking, what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> he was talking to me. So okay, Eric Pennick, Willie Townsend. Thanks again. You're and, welcome. Uh, we'll catch you later on. Thank okay. You. We'll be right back on Sports Radio 960 WSBT with our doctor in the house, Dr. Brian. And your Legacy Heating and Air game day show is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air, your cooling and clean air specialists. Find them online at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. By Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Contact Mary Vegg in South Bend or Kim- Kimberly Thibodeau in South Bend by Fisher's Barbecue and Catering. Fisher's Barbecue and Catering at 213 East McKinley Avenue for drive-through, carry-out, or catering. Just look for the smoke. By Four Winds Casino. Are you ready for your next escape? Experience the excitement at Four Winds Casino with award-winning cuisine, the latest slots, a variety of table games, including live poker. Four Winds Casinos, your entertainment escape. Must be 21 years or older. Please play responsibly. By Key Bank. Earn up to 2% cash back on purchases with Key Cashback Credit Card. KeyBank opens doors. For more, visit key.com slash cashback. KeyBank is member FDIC. By Nemo's Pizza on Edison in Mishawaka. If you like pizza, you'll love Nemo's Manja Manja. And by Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. Authentic Mexican serve fresh daily at McKinley and Division in Mishawaka. MontereyMexican.com. Tim? Doctor, my And that's the cue for our favorite doctor. We even decided to pull him in on a home game. We, no, no rest for our doctor. He's going to be with us home and away. <laughs> now we are joined by the head orthopedic physician for the Fighting Irish, Dr. Brian Radigan, who's walking around campus. Good afternoon, Brian. Hey, Tim. Hey, Vince. How you guys doing? We're doing we're great. Doing I'm a little jealous of you. I'm stuck in my basement right now, and it looks, I mean, visually, it looks like a beautiful fall day in South Bend. Am I right? It's actually perfect right now, and hopefully it's just cold enough tonight where the USC guys will hate it. But it, <laughs> it, it's really nice right now. Did you play in any uh, cold-weather games against Southern Cal here, depending on what time of year they were coming in? Do you remember? No, they had already made the change. So we are playing mid-year, so none of the games okay. felt cold mid-year back then but for those guys maybe they felt a little cold like 50 but nothing nothing that i can remember 
Willie Townsend was just on with us and uh, he said he was uh, recruiting Lynn Swan when Lynn Swan got off the the plane here on a had a light jacket in cold weather he said he he knew it was over right then he wasn't coming to Notre Dame <laughs> well he probably made a good choice at the time he had a hell of a career yes, yes he, he did, did. yes mm-hmm. he did so let's talk USC memories with you just to, to uh, start what uh, comes to mind to you right away when someone says USC Trojans oh, a lot I mean it's it was always one of my favorites, if not the favorite, that we played every time. So the couple of my freshman years when we had that brawl in the tunnel, so that was always exciting. A little different. You know, at the time, Coach Holtz would threaten not to coach anymore. He was going to resign, all that stuff, if we got another fight. So you can imagine all the players kiddingly saying, well, let's get another fight then. Because he's making us do three days here. We want to get rid of this guy. <laughs> I'm putting that in my Lou Holtz book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he knows, but uh, we yeah. love Luke. He definitely got a lot out of us. But then we had a uh, my my sophomore year was a lot of fun. That was one of those years where we just we struggled completing stuff and getting stuff done, and a lot of third and longs that we were giving up. So we played those guys to a, I think it was a ten six game, and uh, it was exciting. I got a lot of playing times as a sophomore, and I was in on just pass coverage. I played pretty much most of the game on these passing downs, and it was just a an exciting game for me as a young guy, kind of breaking into more playing time. Uh, we won and a couple, couple big stops at the end with Donnie Grimm and those guys. It was, uh, it was fun. You know, you had some big names on that defense back then. All those guys went into the pros at some point. I've been asking the guy, now you're, you're obviously somewhat more of a modern player than the guys that we talked to in the sixties and seventies. But I've been asking everybody, is there anything that's going on nowadays, whether it be the artificial turf or the jumbotron or the enhanced weight room or the training table or whatever that you wish you would have had as a player? Yeah, I mean, the last thing you said right there, the the training table for me, I had a hell of a gaining weight. I just burned at a high level. I, I just I ate everything I could. But back then, the training table ended. You know, dining hall closed, we closed. So we were done by 730. And I think these athletes, they burn at a high level. They need to eat again and again. So now they have just an amazing nutrition staff and training table, and those guys can get what they want, and they're educated so much more. So I think I would have been into that back then. Some guys are, like, no one more than someone like Drew Tranquil. He was all over that, like, mm-hmm. to the what he was putting in his body, right? J.D. Bertrand's kind of like that now. These guys are just really trying to max out everything they can. So – I think that was probably one of the big things they have now that I would have liked. Turf wouldn't have mattered. It, it was concrete with a grass carpet over it back then. <laughs> yeah, that'll – let's see. Uh, when you were with the Colts, they had turf, right? Or, or AstroTurf, I mean? Yeah, like I said, they had a shag carpet over a concrete parking lot. It oh, that's awful. a true – okay, okay, I got you. It was, <laughs> they called it turf, but, yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Now now it's, it's nice. I mean, it's there's a lot of studies out there orthopedically, if you want to go that way, with – ankle and knee injuries and I remember Swarbrick and I had a lot of conversations about going turf here and mm-hmm. it's just interesting I was amazed at how much time and effort Jack Swarbrick had already put in to learning about what's going to be healthy for the players I thought he was coming to me to ask questions like what do you think and it was more a matter of he's presenting me with 20 research papers and telling me what he already found out about it with <laughs> pros in college and you know which one has a higher rate and it really was about about a wash on grass fields and turf fields the way the turf is now uh-huh. maybe a little higher knee injury in the pro level a little less ankle and a little higher ankle in college and a little less knee it was just 
so similar that it wasn't worth keeping the grass field anymore because those big chunks were they were at their own hazard that were coming up back then. We're talking with head orthopedic physician for the Fighting Irish, Dr. Brian Radigan. When you guys meet um, with the whole medical staff and, and everything, and if say you're evaluating, uh, there's more certain type of injuries that are more prevalent or whatever. Do you all get together as a team and try to figure out what we're doing and that we got to correct or do something better? Yeah, you know, they have a, a great tracking system. Rob Hunt and his whole training staff and Matt Leisler, those guys do an amazing job of, of taking it personal if anybody has an injury, right? Is there something we could have done? And they are all over that. So, yeah, we, you know, we all kind of put our heads together, but they do a great job of indirect, direct injuries and trying to figure it out. They watch the film. I mean, we're looking at the mechanism of injury on the videotape seconds after it happens on the sideline during the game to help mm -hmm. us treat right then and there. And then we, we evaluate it again and again afterward to see is there something else we could have done different. And then Matt Bayless and his whole strength staff gets involved. What can we do to correct things on that end to help them? So, yeah, I mean, like, like you've seen over the last decade, any little fraction of a percent you can do to be better, you're going to try to get it. Right. Whether it's sleeping more, nutrition, or, or having a different lift in the weight room. I mean, we're looking, constantly looking for the next advantage to, to help our performance of our guys. Now, Brian, people talk all the time about how, you know, it, the bye week can, can benefit from an X's and O's and blah, blah, blah. But from your angle, how does a bye week benefit the guys just from a, a mental standpoint, from a physical standpoint? You know, how, how, does, how is the team coming off the bye week going into to tonight? I think they're doing great. Actually, they had a great week. They, they stay involved uh, a lot. But as far as health-wise, it's just – it's necessary. It's necessary. There's – any week in the season we can probably say, oh, good, I'm glad we have a bye week because the guys could get healed up, right? Mm -hmm. You could do that every other week. We could say that. So <laughs> I guess any time is valuable. But right now uh, there's definitely a few key guys that, that took advantage of that extra week to get a little more treatment, maybe a little more rest because they're not in school as much. They're not studying as much. Uh, it's a great it's a great time of year for all of us. I think our guys are coming in pretty strong. Hey, um, I was watching the game the other day with my uh, my youngest daughter, who all of a sudden is dating a football. Oh, I shouldn't say that. So now she has interest in watching football. <laughs> so she said, "What?" Because I point when I see you, I go, "There, I know him. I know him." And she goes, "Who's that?" I said, "That's my, that's my my doctor, whatever." So you go into the tent. And she says, basically, which I've never asked, what goes on inside the tent? Are you just checking? You know, she says, well, why, why do they have the tent? What are they actually, you know, doing in there? I'm, I'm sure it's just you don't want the opposition seeing what leg you're moving or something like that. Is it, is it as simple as that or is there something more complicated going on? Yeah, you know, there's so much uh, that can happen in the tent. I'm, I'm really glad it's there because we have the guys. Number one, the, the players have privacy so they can speak freely if they're being distracted by the crowd, you know, 10 feet away and they're mm -hmm. afraid to tell me what's going on, then I can't get anywhere. So yeah. once you go in the tent, they speak freely. This is what I'm feeling. This wow. is what happened. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if it's something I need to get a good exam on uh, before we had the tent, I remember NBC used to roll their cameras right alongside, right by the wall in the original, the old stadium here. And I was seeing one of the players and, he clearly had a, an ACL tear and we, you know, there's a certain test we do when they're on the table and you pull the knee and 
and you can just tell it's loose. The kid knows it's loose, and I'm kind of letting him know that he's not coming back in, that he tore his ACL. And NBC's right there. Honestly, they're three feet away. They're videotaping everything. It's on TV pretty much live or, or shown quickly after. And that's that's just not something we really want to happen. The competition, sure. you either come back or you don't. It's not really them that we're worried about. We just mm-hmm. don't want them to have any get in the way of our treatment of our players. So I think the privacy is great. And, and we get a better exam. You know, sometimes you got to drop the pants to, to check out a knee or a thigh or a groin. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to do that in front of the whole crowd. Right. <laughs> Good point. What? Um, how long has that been around now? It's probably been long, around longer than I even probably imagined. I'm so used to it now. The tent? Yeah. I, I think, uh, honestly, if I remember right, it's 2012 mm. when we played Alabama in the championship. If I could be off on that, but I think that was the year we saw the tent on the sideline um for the first time and so it was quickly thereafter that everybody started getting them and then it was a, a distraction because we left it up the whole time and <laughs> people were wanting to sit in those seats so they're like we can't see so we uh, now we have a collapsible tent so we drop it down we put it up when we need to it's pretty simple to use but it's great yeah well i don't know who invented that but they're probably a millionaire now you know that would have been a good invention yeah. hey so before we we go um what do you anticipate tonight I think we're going to be fine. I, I mean, I, you guys have probably seen the stats on these guys. They got that receiver that's had more balls thrown to him than I think our whole team. They, they air it out. So I'm excited for that because there's some fun stuff happening, right, that in practice that we're going on this week. The guys are aware mm-hmm. of him. So I'm excited they can control him. I, I, I think, uh, as always, our O-line you know, does a good job. We're going to be just fine just fine right defensively i'm excited to see how these changes go and apparently they got some uh some light show thing going on today Uh oh so i'm excited we'll see what that's all about <laughs> what a light show uh, there's some something they're doing i don't know what it is and the, when the sun goes down there's some sort of lights they've been working on so i'm excited to oh, see well. I don't remember georgia we were down there they had a pretty cool deal so yeah well, which fun. game was it that the guy they kept brian kelly kept pointing at the guy up Hi, that he had one of those laser oh, things or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. That guy had a strobe light. That was that was yeah. uh, last week ago. No, yeah. I mean, we went to Georgia a couple few years ago. They had a, a pretty cool like scene with all the lights off and the crowd is really getting into it. So I hope our crowd enjoys a little bit of the entertainment that they have set up for them for the the light show. I don't know what it is, but I'm anxious to see it. So l- last thing for me, Brian. What what as you're walking around. What's the atmosphere like on campus? I mean, it's been a, obviously it's been a little That's bit great. since we had a home game, and it's a night game, a little little more opportunity to get lubed up, I guess. But just the atmosphere for USC and all that—it's it's always great. There's a lot of life in the air for sure. The energy's high. I love it. You can feel the pulse of everybody. But I'm, I'm not in the joy slot uh, over there. It might be a little bit different. That's <laughs> the big tailgate lot, I'm sure, and that's where my son who graduated last year. That's where he is. I'm mm-hmm. sure Sean is having a heck of a time over there. So <laughs> come walk over there. If we can go live. You'll probably see a little bit more energy. <laughs> hey, thanks for taking time out. I know you're having some fun out there right now. And uh, I hope we don't see you on camera too much tonight because that means there was an injury. So, Amen. Amen. You have, you have a hey, good night tonight. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Brian. All right. See you, Vince. See you, Tim. Bye-bye. Thanks, Brian.
And that's head orthopedic physician for the Fighting Irish, Dr. Brian Radigan. And we will be right back with the Key Bank Keys to the Game. This is Legacy Heating and Air Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. And the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show is brought to you by, of course, Legacy Heating and Air, your cooling and clean air specialist. Find them online at Legacy Heating and Air Inc. Dot com by Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing. Contact Joel Ladig in Mishawaka or John Shaver in South Bend. Myself and Orthopedics, team physicians for the University of Notre Dame since 1949. By Wings Etc. Grill and Pub with 14 Michiana area locations. Stop in today or order online at togo.wingsetc.com. By Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center, OSMC, providing orthopedic care Michiana since 1973 and I gotta flip over to my other page here okay by Salsa's Mexican Grill share good times and great food this football season at Salsa's Mexican Grill by Imperial Furniture in Dewanjack where furniture shopping is fun by Food Bank of Northern Indiana by Shearwood Tire by Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger by Lozier launch your career at Lozier apply today life at Lozier.com by Lechleitner Door by Martin Supermarkets, by Pet Refuge, by InRug Company Studio and Gift Shop, by Tim Growl State Farm Insurance, by Zolman's Best Tire and Auto Care, serving you and your family for three generations, and finally by Auto Value Auto Parts, your local Auto Value Auto Parts store where service is the difference. We get it. Tim? Thanks, Vince. We appreciate if everyone will um, participate with our sponsors and let them know you heard them right here on WSBT's game day show. And next, let's have the Key Bank keys to the game. Key Bank cash back credit card, you get up to 2% for those of you who like cash and getting it back. Earn up to 2% cash back on purchases with the Key cash back credit card. Key Bank opens doors. For more info, key.com slash cashback. Key Bank is a member FDIC. And as usual, our key bank expert with keys to the game, our own Vince D'Addario. So, Vince, let's start out with any order that you want. Five, one, which you want to start at? Well, I'll start at the bottom. I'll work my way up. Uh, I'm going to kind of combine my first two. Um, It's that the running backs need to be an important piece and also that they need to establish the run uh, right off the bat. Uh, I, I just... Normally, I'm I'm pounding my head against the table. Like, why are you trying to force the run game if you're Notre Dame? That's not who you are this year. But against this particular defense, USC, they are terrible against the run. They Oregon State ran, you know, for days over over USC, and they just do not tackle well. Their linebackers are subpar. They they just don't tackle well. This is an opportunity for Notre Dame to run the football. And I'm not saying that they need to run the football out of 12 and 13 personnel, which means two tight ends, three tight ends. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm asking for at all. Spread the, spread them out, but still run the football. Establish the run, because then, then what USC is going to do is they're going to try to devote more to the box, and then you're going to have all kinds of open passing lanes, even more so than you would have to begin with. And what I mean by get the running backs involved, not only in the run game, but also in the pass game. These linebackers do not cover very well. You know, Kyron Williams, Logan Diggs, Chris Tyree, whoever you want to put in the backfield, I don't care but they better be going out and catching some passes as well uh, because these linebackers do not cover very – they don't cover the pass very well. 
so get these running backs involved. Get them out in space. Get the ball to them, whether you're handing it off to them, whether you're throwing it to them, whatever. All three of those guys can make plays with the ball in their hands. Get the running backs involved. Simple enough. All right. Next key to bank key to the game. Well, you know, uh, I don't remember if we if we talked about it with one of the guys. I think we did. Uh, but they have to contain the wide receiver London. The number he's number fifteen. Um, they they want to throw him the ball. They want to you know get him involved in their offense because he is their offense. Uh, Keaton Slovis is the quarterback for USC. They're going to throw the ball a lot, and they're going to want to throw the ball a lot to to uh, Drake London. Uh, he is he's their offense, right? So. They have to have a plan. They have to have a London plan. Uh, and it sounds like after talking to Dr. Radigan that they do have a plan for him because he's excited to see what that plan looks like when they actually get out on the field. But they have to have a plan for him. He's going to get his catches. It's just like the bell kid from Purdue. He oh, got his catches. Yeah, he, he got his catches, but he didn't hurt Notre Dame, no. right? The London kid can do the same thing. He'll get his catches, but you cannot let him hurt you. You cannot let him hurt you by himself. Um, and... The good thing for Notre Dame is that the secondary cast for USC, the the other receivers, they're not great. Um, it's London and then kind of everybody else. So if you take him out of the equation, you're going to have some success against the rest of this USC defense. So you have to have a, a London plan. I'm a big uh, uh, Olympus has fallen, London has fallen, Angel has fallen. So <laughs> there you go. Those London has movies. fallen today. Those are good right. movies. I, I'm with you on that one. Here we go again. Next okay. key bank key to the game. So my next key is you you have to continue USC's uh, touchdown woes in the red zone. So what, what do I mean by that? USC is very good in the red zone scoring the football. They're like 96% when they get into the red zone. They've only not scored one time. The problem is they score touchdowns 56% of the time. So the 96 is like eighth in the country. It's really, really good. The 56% is like 81st in the country. So you're, you're talking on the back half of what the rest of college football is doing. So they're getting in the red zone, but they're not scoring touchdowns. You want to continue that trend if you're Notre Dame. You can give up yards between the 20s. That's fine. But when they get in the red zone, you have to continue uh, USC's lack of finishing drives with touchdowns. If you can do that, if you can keep USC out of the end zone on a regular basis, you're going to have a lot of success because I really feel like this Notre Dame offense is going to score some touchdowns. So if you can hold them to field goals or you can prevent them from scoring at all, obviously that bodes well for you uh, if you're Notre Dame. But they have proven, USC has proven, they've, they've played six games, right? They've proven that they can't score touchdowns on a consistent basis when they get inside the red zone. So Notre Dame just has to continue that trend, and they're going to be very successful defensively against this Trojan offense. Hey Tim, I, I think you're uh, still on mute. I did that because my dogs were barking. And I like, heard. Yeah, muted myself. It's all good. What I was saying, what I was saying is they, um, yes, continue continue that red zone defense, but also Notre Dame is 19th nationally for third down defense in the country. Right. All right. right. So next key bank key to the game. Yeah, my my last one is look, did, USC. What they want to do is they want to get the ball out of Keaton Slovis's hands. They want to get it into the hands of their playmakers. Exactly what we've been asking. Notre Dame to do right get the ball out quick that way you're not counting on this offensive line etc well that's what USC is going to do so they're going to get the ball to their playmakers Notre Dame has to tackle they have to be able to tackle in space if they can't tackle in space 
it's going to be rough. Um, and that's it, been a problem at times. For the yeah, team. no, it has. And they, they had some issues tackling against Virginia Tech at times. Um, you know, obviously Cam Hart had that that third down tackle that he missed. He also missed one on the goal <clears> line. Um, and there were some other tackles that were missed. Notre Dame has to be proficient in the tackling game because if they're not, USC is going to have some success offensively. Look, they they average over 400 yards of offense a game. I mean, they they, they put – you know, they, they put up yards, they put up numbers, right? Um, and you can allow them to catch the ball. That's fine. Let them catch the ball. Uh, but I still, you still got to put pressure on Slovis. You still got to tackle the football when completions are made. Uh, their USC is really good at not uh, allowing tackles for loss. Notre Dame needs to have some tackles for loss in this game to put USC in a bind. Uh, but they need to tackle in space. If they can tackle in space, that this game's not even going to be close. Um, so I, I like Notre Dame's chances here. I like their defense against this offense, but this is the first game of six. Uh, I shouldn't say of six, but this is the first game of many down the stretch here where this defense is going to get tested. And this is also the first game of many down the stretch here where this offense can have a lot of success against the defenses that they're going to play. USC's defense is not very good. Uh, so Notre Dame just has to do their thing. And they have to continue to play hard. They have to continue to fire off the ball. They'll have their success. And if they can tackle, it's going to be a long day for USC. The Irish have totaled 14 takeaways this season, which again ties them for 11th nationally for take for turnovers or takeovers. Not real quick before we uh, finish the key bank keys of the game, will they be using two quarterbacks? USC yes. or Notre Dame? USC, no USC. I think they're both going to use two quarterbacks. I yep. think you're going to see multiple quarterbacks from both teams. Uh, you know, Slovis is a good quarterback, but they've got this freshman kid, uh, Black, I want to say his name is. Uh, but he he's what everybody's all excited about uh, when he comes in the game. That's kind of their spark, right? So I would not in any way be surprised to see two quarterbacks from USC. His last name is Dart. Thank you, Sean Tires. All right. Thank you. Hayes, we appreciate it. All good keys to the game. Those were the key bank keys to the game. We worked hard to make checking smarter at KeyBank. No maintenance fees, no minimum balances. 40,000 ATMs. Pretty smart. Open a Key Smart checking account today. KeyBank opens doors. For more info, visit key.com. KeyBank is a member FDIC. And we'll be right back to close out the show here on Sports Radio 960 W. This is Legacy Heating and Air Game Day. With Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. And welcome back to the game day show. Tim Growl with Vince D'Addario. So let's, we got the key bank keys to the game. Let's get a score prediction from our, you remember Johnny Carson, who was at Karnak? Oh, yeah, Karnak. He puts the, okay, the thing so up by his head. Yeah, put, put the envelope up to your head and give us a score prediction, Karnak. Oh, man, I tell you what. It, this is um, this is a game where I think really suits Jack Cohn. Uh, and I know there's going to be people out there that don't want to hear that. But uh, this is a game where if they can keep Cohn upright and he's going to have an opportunity to pick apart this USC defense, this is going to be a game similar to what happened at, U, uh, at uh, Florida State. Uh, for Jack Cohn. Uh, he's, he is, he's the most accurate quarterback on the roster, regardless of what people think. And he's going to have a chance to pick apart this USC defense. Um, I'm hoping that there's a, a regimented plan for how Tyler Buckner comes into the game. Cause obviously he is going to come in. 
Uh, and I hope it doesn't take away from any kind of momentum or whatever that Jack Cohn has, because I think he can put some points on the board. I think he can be successful in the pass game. Uh, Kyron Williams is going to run so hard. It's going to, everybody's going to, you know, just fall back in love with Kyron Williams. I think this is going to be an offensive day. Um, and like I said before, I think Notre Dame is going to be able to keep USC out of the end zone consistently. So I've got Notre Dame 37, USC 17. So a big win for Notre Dame today. That'll keep everybody up and down in the stadium. They'll keep them warmer. They're jumping. <laughs> They're open. Irish. Hey, thank you for listening to today's show. Vince and I want to thank Matt Embry back in the studio. And a personal thanks to all our guests for taking time out of their busy weekend to chat with us. Don't go anywhere because after our show, it's the X's and O's and all the details on Budweiser's Game Day Sports Beat. Immediately following Sports Beat, it's Notre Dame Network's pregame show, and then it's a kickoff just after 7.30 p.m. And after the show, make sure to join Sean Styers and Bobby Brown for the official post-game show. Please join us when we're back here next week at the same time, 2 to 4 p.m. as the Irish take on North Carolina. Some of our scheduled guests include Chris Haynes, Jerome Heavens, Robbie Toma, and Coach Johnny Rowland. For Vince D'Addario, this is Tim Growl. We wish you an enjoyable day, and thank you for listening to the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show on your home for Fighting Irish Football, Sports Radio 960 WSBG, South Bend. Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 